Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. There is so much royal-related wildness to discuss this week. Julie and I were texting over the weekend about it was like seemed like one thing after the other that we were really excited to get into. Um, Megan and Kate attended Wimbledon, which I think is our main event in terms of uh, topics, because it was just like too much to even handle, essentially. The two of them seated next to each other for over multiple hours. Um, And then Thomas Markle decided that the day after that was a good day to call up the sun and uh, he had a lot to say about Megan, and he continues to kind of, I think, confound us with how much he wants to talk to the press. But aside from that, we are also going to discuss the portraits from Prince Louis' christening, which were re- released on Sunday. So much good stuff to get to. Yeah, so let's dig in to Wimbledon. You'd, you'd think we were like major sports fanatics with how much we get into these events. And it's purely because of the people that are in attendance at them. Like when Beyonce went to that game or when Nicole Kidman went to that hockey thing. Right. I wanted a camera just trained on Megan and Kate the entire time, like with occasional cutaways to Serena. That is the thing, actually, considering um, th- this particular event was one I probably would have watched anyway, because I was excited to see Serena and was really pulling for her. But yeah, unfortunately, she did not win. But we all sort of won anyway, because Megan and Kate were both in in attendance. Their outfits, I, I don't know. I feel like we, we're going to have to have a, really get into these outfits. Uh, Kate had what was sort of like a light printed dress. It was white with like little black pattern sort of on it. Right. Short sleeve, knee length, pretty simple, very typical Kate. She wasn't really stepping outside her comfort zone at all. She looked to me like she was going to a nice sort of brunch or maybe maybe even one level above that. It was a nice look, like a cocktail party maybe. Right, because she had heels on. So Yes, that's true. And she had her bag. Um, Megan, meanwhile... Oh my I, gosh, she, I can't wait to see where this is going to go. Well, listen, I loved, I thought she looked great. Like, she just really is, like, stunning. And she had the blue, <laughs> we're starting on a really high note today, uh, the blue and white striped shirt tucked into these wide leg, and she, like, redefined wide leg with these pants. They went all the way down, sort of to the ground past her shoes, Um which it was almost too wide leg, I thought. Um, it was just the the pants were kind of crazy. But I thought when you weren't focusing on that, like where she was just seated, she looked great. Right. I, I loved her look, actually. I don't know that I could pull it off, but it's very much of the style trend right now. I could see you wearing it, though. Those, those wide leg pants. My biggest concern would be the color because they were ivory, a beautiful ivory that kind of matched her Ralph Lauren button down. I was into it. She was giving me kind of Catherine Hepburn vibes yes. with the pants. And I actually kind of liked the, I know we kind of have given her a hard time for this uh, sort of fedora hat she loves. Girl, 
loves a fedora. <laughs> I kind of was getting a kick out of how she was like holding on to it. There were some reports this morning explaining why she couldn't wear. I also love this is like a legitimate news cycle at this point. There was like a slew of posts out there with like the reason why Meghan Markle couldn't wear her hat at Wimbledon. They're really going granular. She apparently you're like not really encouraged to wear it because it like blocks the person behind you in the royal box. But it didn't stop some people from wearing their hats. No, like it I didn't. I Watson wearing a hat. Right. She had kind of a similar white, uh, wide yes. leg pants, but she went full bore. She did a white, like, three-piece suit. It was a shocking Emma Watson look, I thought. It was. I guess the, the craziest thing to me about Megan and Kate's style choices, it's like they had not been in communication beforehand at all because they looked like they were attending different events. Yeah. Megan could have been, like, hopping in a private jet to go investigate some high-class crime in Panama or something, whereas Kate looked like she was just opening another hospital or celebrating yes. another bridge. Yes, that's. I think that's so true. They kind of looked, we'll talk about their like kind of chemistry or the facial expressions and so on, but I felt just seeing them immediately, I was like, whoa, this is jarring. It was sort of like if someone had photoshopped one of them into the other photo like they just it was you're right like so not coordinated right especially because the next day kate went back with william and she had a much bolder more a stylish style forward look i thought at least for kate i use style forward very generously and obviously megan was sporting her old staple the messy bun it didn't bother me too much actually this time i felt like it was a little more controlled it's like it's kind of funny too because it's just like kate has this like immaculate blowout that we've seen basically carbon copied every single time and i guess it's just like another point of difference but it's like it feels very indicative of their two personas right but devil's advocate here if i'm showing up next to kate middleton and i know she always has that perfect blowout i would think that would almost be intimidating like i don't want to stand next to her with a subpar blowout she's gonna go full throttle right megan messy bun (laughs) right yeah i think that's true like this felt like to me maybe the fact that they like we were saying that didn't seem coordinated. I kind of liked that it was a like very true expression of both of them. Right. Like I just felt like they're both being themselves. Neither is like trying to shift to match the other. Like Megan's gonna do Megan, Kate's gonna do Kate. Because I feel like that's something that I see sometimes people being like, like is Kate influencing Megan's style? Is Megan influencing Kate's style? But I sort of feel like that's not gonna be a thing. Right. I feel like Megan clearly wants to just carve out her own. Like, I don't even know what you call it, but her own kind of stylistic expression. Right. It was also interesting to me the way that, because whenever you see Kate with William, she's always in the background in the shadows. But here she was very much the leader in the situation. Um, A lot of people on Twitter were pointing out that Megan kind of kept looking to Kate to kind of see what she was doing, what her expression was. Josh, what did you think about? Well, it was interesting. There was this video clip of when they got out of the car where they arrived at the All England Club and you saw Kate kind of like immediately kind of like walk up to the officials or whoever it was, the woman who was greeting them. And like, you know, they had like a brief conversation, but Megan kind of, it was definitely clear to me that like Kate has obviously been to Wimbledon in her position a million times, like knows every sort of step. Whereas Megan was like clearly standing behind, like waiting to see what Kate was doing. And then like kind of entered the circle to talk. Um, But like Kate didn't really like 
look behind her to you know what i mean like it wasn't it wasn't really kind of a joint thing as much as it felt to me like kate was going and then megan was kind of behind her right were you surprised by how well they seemed to be getting along twitter was like kind of overflowing with different sort of pictures of the two of them and some of them we posted ourselves i felt there was more it's so hard because you don't want to like read too much. That's like all we do. What am I saying? But like read too much into it. But it does feel like they were getting along well. I mean, it it seemed friendly, I would say. Like there were definitely moments of whispering. There were moments of laughing. I kind of wondered though how much you know the cameras are on you the whole time. So how much are you kind of like forcing it? But it didn't seem forced. I don't know. I, I was really believing that they were getting along. Every time they cut to them, they seemed to be... You know, you're not like talking nonstop at a tennis match, but I thought they had a good chemistry. What did you think? I thought it was it was a much easier chemistry than I was anticipating. Be- Me too. Between Kate's showing here and her showing in the baptism photos where she just has this gr- grin. I'm wondering what kind of med she's on because like her serotonin levels have never been better. She is so happy in every situation. It's true. We talked about it at the christening, but she seemed, Kate seemed more relaxed. Right. Which is weird for her because no royal ever really seems relaxed other than Charlotte. Exactly. And I kind of was wondering if she kind of is enjoying, I don't know, it was so long of, this is like some armchair psychology, but it was so long with her, William and, and Harry. And it was always sort of the focus was on her and what she was wearing, what she was doing and like cutting her hair, like four inches shorter, like stuff like that. And I wonder if she actually is just genuinely enjoying that. It's like a little bit less pressure. Cause like now Megan's kind of sharing some of that spotlight. Like I kind of feel like maybe she feels a little freer. I, I'm, I'm kind of picking up on like a looser quality in her. Right, which I kind of love. It looks really good on her, I think. I agree. We asked you guys on Twitter what you thought uh, they were talking about, and we got some interesting responses. Um, so we'll, I'll read some of my favorites. I forgot to, to copy in the username, so I'm sorry, but we'll have to. You can find it on our account. So one response we got was, George's blasé behavior at Louis' christening and Charlotte's recent blossoming. I kind of love that answer. Uh, Julie, I feel like you think Kate, do you think they talk a lot about Kate's kids? I feel like that probably is a, a common conversation point between the two of them. I think it is too. It's bad that I take my cues, my insight from the Lifetime movie, but that was like a big topic of conversation that they shared together in the movie. I think it it is definitely within reason to think that's what they speak about, especially considering how everyone's anticipating that Megan's going to get pregnant so fast. Right. And also, I feel like it's an easy... I know, like, people have said, like, you know, sister-in-laws, you don't necessarily always have so much... You know, you're kind of, it's kind of like an artificially put-together, con- constructed relationship. And I feel like that's such an easy point. It's such a fun, easy thing to talk about. Like, what's George up to at school? Charlotte, the christening. I just feel like it's very easy go-to topics that like it's I feel like Megan would be like, oh, you know, tell me. I wonder if Kate showed her maybe the the pictures that were about to be released, the official portraits to get Megan's input. Kate does not need Megan's <laughs> input. Well, Julie shot. I've never hypothesized anything that Julie shot down quicker than that. How many times has Kate been around this block? She is not looking to Megan. <laughs> 
Uh, that's true. She like by now she just I feel like robotically like get like sees the images and probably can like pick out without even having to look carefully. Another theory we got was, can you believe we were once commoners? Now look at us. <laughs> I kind of love that as a theory. Someone said, looks like they get along great. Megan may have been an actress, but Kate isn't. Big smiles all around. And that's sort of what we're saying. Kate did seem genuinely happy. Right, right. And then someone said how Serena is playing so well post-baby. Oh, yeah, they probably did talk about Serena and, like, the match and stuff. I know. We just <laughs> know that we would we would not even be acknowledging the sport in front of us. I like that we haven't even, like, considered once that they're just, like, actually enjoying this, like, sporting event. I did feel like it would have been amazing if Serena had won because Megan and Serena are clearly close friends. Serena probably would have, like, gone over to say hi to her after. It would have been really fun to get to see them. And, you know, at the very end, Kerber, who won, got, like, escorted back and had this brief conversation with Kate and Megan. Did you see that? No. Um, And it was kind of, like, perfunctory and kind of awkward. Again, Kate definitely taking the lead. Like, Kate came in to kind of, like, start the conversation, congratulate her, and Megan was, you know, briefly said hi. Emma Watson was kind of standing behind Kate and Megan. Um, But... You, I, you obviously know that, like, if it had been Serena, you know, it would have been a whole different vibe. Right. Just how much the power dynamic has changed. Like, Megan would have died to talk to Emma Watson, I feel like, before last year. And now it's like she doesn't even acknowledge her. I know. I had the same thought. I'm like, Emma Watson probably was, like, dying to meet Megan, I think, probably. Like, I would assume. They must have met back there somehow because they were near each other. It's so true. Megan probably was like, do I even have to bother? God, that is such a crazy role reversal. Well, my big question after Wimbledon is there are photos of this like older gentleman offering both mm. Kate and Megan something while they're seated um, in their special seats at Wimbledon. Um, what was he offering them? Do you have any idea, Josh? No, and I was so confused by that. It was like almost like a giant bucket. Right. Like, was it popcorn? Was it? This man looks probably, I don't know what, like in his 60s or 70s. And like, I was confused if he was even a, worked for Wimbledon. I couldn't tell like who he was, like if it was a fan, if it was someone who worked there. Because he's wearing kind of like a nice suit, right? Right. Um. And then he's holding up, at first I thought it was like a top hat, but I guess it was like, it looks like a donation bucket. Right. Could have been a lot of things. Is someone asking Megan for like a donation to his Kickstarter? Like, what is going on here? And then like, they both look kind of like confused, I thought. Right. And like, they wanted him to leave. Yeah. I can't really believe they let someone like in any, maybe there was someone offering him like champ- them champagne or something. Like champagne in a bucket? Do you think that's possible? I feel like it lived up to our our hopes and dreams, though. Completely. And just quickly, what did you think of the next day when Kate and William went together? Uh, Loved Kate's look. She also thought, I thought, looked really relaxed a lot. I didn't look at the photos as carefully as I did for the Kate Megan day, but she was laughing. There was one point where she was like gleefully had her head, you know, like she kind of was like kicking back. They looked like they're having a ball. Um, there were lots of other celebrities around them, like Benedict Cumberbatch, Eddie Redmayne, Hugh Grant, uh, Theresa May was standing right, sitting right next to them. Luke Evans, right. I'm so curious because William was se- seated right next to Theresa May. Like if they exchanged Donald Trump stories, did she like, because they were laughing a lot together. They all seem to be getting along really well. I don't think I'd, I don't remember having seen Theresa May interacting with them recently, but like they all seem very chummy. Right. 
It is very weird to see photos or video of people sitting that long and never once checking their cell phone. Mm, that's true. I also was thinking about like just what, like does Tom Hiddleston or whoever like, does like during a changeover like go say hi to Kate and William? Do you is that like protocol? Like does anyone interact with them? The breaks in between matches, like what happens? Does everyone mingle? Kate and Megan weren't really interacting with anyone in that royal box, so I don't know. Maybe in between. Yeah. If you were at Wimbledon, please reach out to us. We want to yes. know your your sightings. Any interesting details? So that was a happy occasion for Megan, but a not-so-happy occasion. What a transition. Almost like right after, off the high of the day with her sister-in-law, Thomas Markle decided to talk to the press again. So this is like the second time he's really done a big interview since the wedding. Julie... I don't know. It's pretty bleak. I almost hate to even talk about it and give him airtime, but I think we kind of have to. It's Megan's dad. It's Megan's um, dad. Right. I, I was surprised because we both predicted that he would speak out, but we were anticipating that it, it would be kind of in response to Donald Trump's visit with the queen because he wants that face-to-face time. But he is just, uh, the palace has to rein him in. I don't know how they do this. Well, I know I had some theories about what we could, they could possibly do because this is, I also just, he's talking so much and like some of the stuff he's saying, I just am sh- straight up shocked because it's not even just about, I guess it would be one thing if he decided to purely talk about his own situation or, you know, him wanting to visit whatever, Right. but he's kind of like judging Megan and her smile and how she's behaving at the events and how she's dressing. And like, to me, putting out that negative sentiment is what's so crazy because it's like if your whole mo is trying to purportedly like get on good terms with her why are you saying some of these things so the one of the quotes that got the most attention is he said and i'm interested to discuss my thing about my daughter right now is that i think she is terrified i see it in her eyes i see it in her face and i see it in her smile like imagine your dad saying this about you I've seen her smile for years. I know her smile. I don't like the one I'm seeing now. This is like my Shakespearean monologue. (laughs) I know. Such drama. This one isn't even a stage smile. This is a pained smile. That might be just having a couple of bad days. I don't know. It really worries me. I think she's under too much pressure. There's a high price to pay to be married to that family. I am not related to Meghan Markle. I know it's news, but I, I think she's... I feel she, like we are, but yeah. <laughs> she's done such a, a great job, like, handling that pressure and the transition. So the fact, like, if he wants to reach out to her that much, why isn't he saying that he's so proud of how poised and graceful she is? Yeah, I just don't... Do you think that he's in contact with Samantha and Samantha's kind of the ringleader here? I guess I sort of do feel like Samantha's stirring this up a little bit. I don't, because I saw Samantha gave some interview recently where like she just changed the title to her memoir, um, and now it's going to be called Shadows of the Duchess or something, and like she's going to be like posting like these explosive details and like secrets. I I mean I just it doesn't really seem like they're going away. Yeah, I really don't get it. I exactly what you're saying. Like if his if his goal is to trying to be like on good terms and in good positioning with her, why is he saying stuff like this? Also, she's not struggling, clearly. Right. Like the queen's loving her, she's doing great at all these things. And then he said, 
Okay, so yeah, this is like the one sort of vaguely funny thing I thought he had to say. <laughs> Megan, Megan seems like something out of an old movie. Why in 2018 are we dressing like it's the 1930s? Why do they have to cover their knees? Like, again, he should not be talking about any of this, but like that is kind of funny. Right, I, I do love him with the, the wardrobe snark. That is kind of amusing. Also, Tom Markle, like... Not that we're any authority on fashion. Yeah, but, but like, exactly. Not exactly, like, getting onto the GQ best dress list anytime soon. Um, he says he cannot get in touch with her. I know we're all shocked. The phone number I had been calling Megan on is no longer picking up. And he said he has no way of getting in touch with her. And that if I had one message for her, it would be that I'm sorry for anything that went wrong. Again, like, this is the same issue with his Piers Morgan interview. It's like okay, if that's your goal, like, you're really not making it clear with, like, regularly calling up the press. He said, I've already apologized to the royal family, and he said that if the queen took the time to see him, that all would be kind of amended because she would understand that um, he, like, meant had good intentions. And he said that the photographs that he staged for the paparazzi were no worse than everyone who makes money off of them. And he thinks the fact that there that's the fact that he's being shunned when people are making a profit off the royal family is like like you know he can't deal with that. And he says half of Great Britain seems to be making a fortune selling pictures of my daughter and her husband. Are they shunned? What a terrible argument! Such a terrible argument. Julie, do you want to read the the crazy the craziest part of this interview? I think is when he threatens that he may die soon. Okay, he told the son on Sunday, I had a heart attack. Doesn't anybody care? I could actually die soon. Does she want this to be the last thing we've said to each other? And then, if I chose in a month or a couple of months to go to England, I want to see my daughter. I'm thinking about it, he said. I don't care whether she's pissed off at me or not. I'm not going to wave flags and make a fool of myself. Like, what does that mean? I'd find a hotel room and try to reach them. So what, like all of a sudden he's going to be discreet after he's, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't really feel like he's going to do this, but I'm, I mean, he seems so reclusive and just wanting to stay in Mexico. But I guess maybe if he's like really wants as much media attention as he can possibly get. Can you imagine if he like shows up there and makes a whole scene? Right. And of course it would be some sort of publication, bottom feeding publication paying Would's to transport him. him. It's so disgusting to me that he's speaking to The Sun, which is like a Rupert Murdoch-owned mm. publication. He spoke to Piers Morgan. I don't know. He's really picking the, I like know, the bottom feeding, like the things almost Trump would be speaking to. And and he's so obsessed with meeting the queen and like getting the queen's approval, which I find weird. Right. Like, like, why are we even focusing on that element? Right. Even when he was trying to play it cool, cooler in that Piers Morgan interview, there were still shades of it. he didn't want to see his daughter. He didn't regret not being there for her, but he regretted not being a part of history, just being a footnote. I kind of think, so here's my question, which, which, which is you brought up at the beginning. Like, what do we think they can do? I sort of wondered if, like, if Megan just, you know, like, sucked it up, flew to Mexico or California or wherever he is and, like, do a photo op with him, like, that would kind of just, like, shut, shut him up and that would be the end of it, but maybe not. And also, I don't really want her to have to do that if she doesn't want to. Like, what's his endgame here? Is he trying to get on the royal pay? 
payroll at all. Like that to me seems like. Oh, I also I didn't include any of this, but he had a lot to say about Doria also. Like he thought. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he said, this is a paraphrase, but that he felt like they left her alone in her own pew and that he would have thought the royal family would have been all around her, but instead it was like they shunned her and made her be all on her own, which like. I think visually it maybe looked a little bit that way, but I feel like Charles and Camilla, they were like very, it seemed like they had a warmth with Doria and like they definitely didn't seem like they were kind of just like tossing her to the curb or anything. And I thought that was crazy that he was like just trying to like get into that element of things also. Yeah, I agreed. I have no idea what his end game is. Like, does he want to make a book deal or like a TV thing out of this? Like, I don't know. And how stressed do you think the palace is? Do you think they think he's just kind of shooting himself in the foot and are just going to let him? Well, that's where I'm curious. Like, I was thinking back to when Harry, to get historical here, like when Harry wrote the famous letter defending Meghan's honor, when like people were kind of saying horrible things. Like, I, I feel like Harry... I don't know, this might be an incorrect read, but I kind of feel like Harry's personality would be to, like, make some sort of, like, statement or, like, defense of Meghan here or, like, a gesture of, I don't know, some way of responding. Right. But I also feel like you don't want to legitimize him too much. Right. I don't know. I feel like like they, if they keep this up, assuming that he's just going to, like, stop. I wonder if that's going to work. Right. Is it just that he gets paid more if he says something very inflammatory? Probably, right? It seems like these reporters realize at this point you can kind of egg him on. Right. I bet Doria's reached out to Tom in some way, like, sent an email or something, just, like, get a hold yeah, of can yourself. They get, can, they get Oprah, can they get Oprah involved in this somehow? <laughs> like, can Doria text Oprah and say, like, I don't know. I don't know what they can do at this point. Give Tom Markle a car and like hope that's at the end of it. Well, let's move on to happier, a happier royal event. The christening photos. Over the weekend, as if we didn't have enough to discuss royally um, between Wimbledon and Tom Markle. Tom Markle. Um, The palace released its photos from Prince Louis' christening. The portraits were taken in the morning room at Clarence House. Um, Josh, I love these. They lived up to my expectations. Mm. Um, They were taken by Matt Holyoke, who's also taken photos of the Queen and Prince Philip. Um, I think there were four photos released on Sunday, one with the entire extended family, including the Middletons, except, of course, the Queen and Prince Philip, one without the Middletons, one of Kate, William, and their three kids, um, and then once one of Kate and Louis having a real moment outside. And then on Monday, Kate and William released a bonus photo. I guess they had the photographer take photos that they were just going to keep private, but they loved this one so much they released it. It shows Prince Louis with a huge open mouth smile, and Kate is kind of looking at him adoringly. Josh, what did you think? Was this everything you wanted? Well, okay, two things. One, I feel like what we were talking about before about Kate's like new lease on life, like how Kate got her groove back. Yes. I feel like the, I feel like the idea, first of all, she looks resplendent and glowing in all these photos as she did at the christening. But B, I, I've never, I mean, we've been doing this a while. I can never remember other time where Kate's like released a private photo as like a bonus track. Um, and I kind of 
like feel like that's another sign of her just like being in a really good place right now or something like she she just was like hey like i love this little photo like, let's put that out there too um, i know it was it, like kind of a beyonce <laughs> move i love how kate got her groove back that has to be the episode title <laughs> i thought it was kind of interesting too the bonus track so to speak that the, that photographer was actually a different photographer. Oh, it was a different photographer. And which I thought was weird because, and like I saw one of the royal people, royal people, one of the reporters uh, who is, you know, was getting, who had talked to the palace was explaining that this other photographer was like on retainer to just kind of take like cute behind the scenes photos. And I had never known that that was a thing that happened. And I kind of love that. So I feel like at all these like fancy events, you always just see these super formal portraits that you get at the end. But this time it was like, I don't know, like I didn't realize that I assume probably at all the events then they have like a, a, a B photographer whose job it is is just to get like kind of the cute, unscripted, like behind the scenes little moments. Ugh, what a job. I would watch that rom-com where it's I about know. that person finding love in between his hectic schedule. <laughs> Or in between her hectic schedule. I, but I did love that. And I thought in general, I agree with you. Something about, I haven't seen Matt Holyoke's other work. Uh, I know he's like, I saw somewhere he's done a lot of other celeb photography, but I literally like just the coloring, the filter, whatever it was. Like they just, they were like really bright, good photos. Right. Agreed. It was kind of an exciting filter. We should really have Kiara, our friend and colleague on to analyze. Discuss. I thought that, it's nice having Megan in the photos. It adds like another sort of intriguing element. I liked seeing Kate's whole family, Pippa, James, etc. See, to me, I couldn't even tell you what they were wearing, how they were posed, because my eyes were just like studying all of the, the A-Royals. Oh, yeah. And George and Charlotte definitely, I feel like, are coming into their own and like rightfully, I think, as people said, like they stole the show kind of like... Mm -hmm. George was much more smiley. He looked a lot more comfortable in this setting. Of course, like who wouldn't be as opposed to like, you know, photographer, stranger shouting at you as you walk into church. Charlotte, like hamming it up as usual. I love there's one photo where she's reaching over and holding Louis's hand. I think that's I love my that. Favorite. I love that. Josh, um, I, which was yeah. your fave? I think I liked the one, that one, which is a smaller group photo. Like it's where it's Megan, Harry. Um, I thought that one was good. I kind of love though the one of just Kate and Louie, like the bonus one, because I feel like that, or also the one from yesterday too, the day before too, because I just feel like Kate is just really in her zone with this kid. I know. Josh, how do we channel this Kate energy? Like it really, I have no idea. Um, but Did she find like a new form of exercise? Like, I don't know what it is. Do you think this is a sign that like somehow her bond with Louis is like really special? Right, right. Like is he is he providing some like new element that I don't know. Is he just an easy baby? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I was intrigued by Megan linking arms with Harry. Right. Did you care? Some people on Twitter were a little up in arms. I know over. I sent you a screenshot, but it was funny because one of the first things when I clicked on the comments on the Kensington Royal Instagram, it was like every comment was about Megan and Harry's hand holding. I it didn't bother me. I will say I noticed it immediately. She definitely loves to do a little uh you know, hand in the linked arm situation. She's all about that. Right. I can't blame her. 
if you and I were thrown into that situation, I would definitely link arms with you. It's just interesting, though, because Kate, can you imagine Kate would never do that with Will? No, no, she would never. Absolutely not. So it's just it's funny. Like, I don't know why that even is. It's just so preposterous to even think about it. The colors were so vivid and everyone aside from Megan was wearing kind of shades of white, blue, teal. I hoped, I wish that Megan had kind of gotten the the wardrobe memo. Um, I and I did notice some people commenting on that as well. But overall, good good first portrait showing. Yeah. What did you think very briefly of Megan and Harry's Ireland trip? I thought Megan seemed very well acclimated. She just was like in the in the zone. I felt like she nailed all the appearances. Her looks are much better. Right. And as you reported, it's because of what was her secret tool? Jessica Mulroney uh, apparently flew into London to help style her for that event where she wore the yellow dress for the christening, the Royal Air Force thing on Tuesday morning, and then they like for basically the whole Ireland tour. So I feel like Jessica's a good influence for her style-wise because I feel like she came out in looks that were a little more... They felt like more her. They didn't feel quite as like stuffy. Like the colors were bolder. She just seemed to be a little more comfortable, right? Right. Wait, she was behind the olive look though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. She just she just like dropped a notch in Julie's estimation. Um, I know that actually was surprising to me too, but I also feel like maybe that was a tricky one because like she was like having to figure out how to style her for like a very official event, which maybe right. she hadn't had to do before. Um, whereas I feel like the Ireland tour events weren't quite as like formal. Oh, love you giving Jessica the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Someone, one of our coworkers brought this up earlier today when I was deep, we were talking about Wimbledon. I, I, fe- I It is kind of just so different. She basically just goes to get photographed. That's obviously what these tours are like, but I wonder if Megan's going to, she obviously knows what she's getting herself into, but just, it's kind of intense. I feel like the last week she had to do so many appearances. It was a lot. It was a lot, but just enough for me. <laughs> I liked when she wore this kind of like pantsuit, the Givenchy pantsuit. Right. We got a lot of Twitter feedback about the pantsuit. I felt like that felt like the old her, so to speak. And I liked the nod to Ireland with the green. Right. She looked great in that pine green dress. Ooh, pine green. Love it. Is there anything else here? George's birthday is this weekend. <gasps> Oh my gosh, do they have plans yet? We'll find out, but they usually release some official portraits, so that should be good. Oh, that's exciting. And I'm sure Megan will pick out some beautiful artisanal, like, rocking horse for him. We have all that to look forward to. But yeah, let us know what you think about all of the above. And I think that does it for this week's episode. Right, let us know if you have any theories on how the palace can stop Tom Markle. Mm, Yeah. Please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, leave comments. We really appreciate it. You guys are so good about keeping us up to date on your feelings about everything. We really love it. Yes. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. Uh, We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. And until then... No No bad bad energy. energy.